Welcome, everybody, to the Dual Shockers Shotcast. This is episode number 39, despite what our previous episodes in our feed might say. Uh, I am your host, Logan Moore, and with me this week, making his return to the podcast, is Ryan Mike. Is it Meitzler? Is that right? Yeah, you got it. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just want to say that if you're on Team Mayo, you're wrong. You're wrong if you're on Team Mayo. I, dude, I think they're, I think that's both gross. Like, when I wrote the news article <laughs> for that, like, it should have, like, cake and ice cream makes sense. Like, condiments, though? Condiments are only based upon which the food you're putting them on? My choice, I would have gone with, like, mustard or, or something like that. But, um, you know, given the circumstances, I go with ketchup. And because Marina is better than Pearl, and Pearl can go die in a ditch. Marina is very much better than Pearl. Uh, <laughs> also joining us this week is Josh Brandt. Josh, what's going on, dude? Hello, Logan. Hello, Ryan. And I have to say, the main question is, do you spell ketchup with a K or a C? Hey, because you're wrong if you spell it with a C. <laughs> Team ketchup. Where did that oh, come cats from? Up. Cats up? Is it like, why is there like four spellings of ketchup? Oh, your guess is as good as mine. Some weird person probably, I don't know. It's probably, <laughs> it's probably it the way. British people, the same people who put like two P's and an E on the end of shop and uh, the, all that other weird stuff they do over there that I can't Yeah, think yeah. They're wrong, though, of course, right? Yeah, probably has something to do with them. Uh, welcome to the ShotCast for the week, episode 39. As I said, Azario is out this week, but he should be back next week, probably filling in for myself. I don't think I'm going to be here next week, so if I'm not, sorry about that, a week oh. in advance. Uh, so this week on the show, it's going to be relatively laid back because there is not a lot of news happening, which is typical for this type of type of time of year not type of year uh sinew comic con and e3 have passed by so we're kind of just in a holding pattern until games come at this point uh but as soon as that happens it'll be all hands on deck i'm sure um but until then it's gonna probably be a whole lot of nothing if i had to take a guess but luckily there's a lot of video games out right now even though it's july going into august uh, so mm. what have you guys been up to lately playing? Ryan, we can go ahead and start with you because I know you've reviewed a couple games that have come out over the past week. Uh, yeah, yeah. So review-wise, uh, my main ones I did were uh, Splatoon 2 and Pyre, uh, which both came out in the couple past couple weeks. Um, both are very good and worth checking out. Uh, I also had my uh, review for the first episode of Minecraft Story Mode Season 2 go up. Um, and then in terms of stuff I've been playing just in my spare time, uh, a lot of Splatoon 2 still. I'm kind of playing that, like, before bed. Usually I'll play a couple rounds of, like, Turf War, uh, Salmon Run when it's available, because it's only available <laughs> during certain times. Um, and other than that, uh, still hopping into PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds a bunch and playing some of that, uh, trying to get my solo chicken dinner, because I haven't gotten that yet. Um... And uh, Diablo 3, I've been playing that with some friends because okay. I never really played a lot of Diablo 3 before, so uh, I'm jumping into that. I am so excited for Player Unknowns to come to Xbox. I don't have a good PC, so I can't play anything good that it's, comes it's PC side. Like, I don't, I don't know if I like. It'll be cool to play it on Xbox One, but mm-hmm. I just it feels way more like a PC type game. Like yeah. you know what I mean? Like it feels more like a Counter Strike. It feels something that's very much like a PC game. Um, you know, it'll it'll be cool though to see it on Xbox One. And given how huge it's been already, it's like it's gonna be even bigger. Probably it sold on Xbox. like what five million copies already or something I like think, that. I think uh, six million was the most recent figure. Okay. It's just like it's insane how popular it's gotten. 
Yeah, I, I I agree. I like from the Twitch streams and people playing it. From what I've watched of the game, it seems like it is going to be far better suited for PC. Um, yeah, I will deal with it though on Xbox. It mainly seems like the inventory <laughs> management stuff is going to be clunky on Xbox. If I had to take a guess, um, might be a little bit, but it's it's not. It might not be too bad. I don't know. We'll we'll see what happens. Maybe they can but... streamline some stuff and make it easier to switch weapons or add gear. Something like that yeah. to your character. I'm really excited for that, though. I'd, I'm wondering if when they're going to release it. I know they've said this fall. Um, I wonder if it'll be alongside the... I wonder if that's going to get delayed, same as the final release did for the PC game as well, because they ended up pushing that out of... I want to say October was when they were technically releasing the game. And they, they yeah, pushed they, they that did, the other day. They just said something about like it would be like late 2017 for the Xbox version, and they were planning to exit early access by the end of the year, but that seems kind of on the fence now that uh, it seems like they're probably going to come out of early access next year. Um, but uh, yeah, and then recently they've actually been adding, they just added uh, some paid cosmetics now that you can get, or they're coming soon, uh, I think, but they're uh, that are inspired by Battle Royale, so you can get some cool new costumes for your character. Um, yeah. honestly though not that surprising like it was only a matter of time I think before that game started getting microtransactions and things like that mm-hmm. um, but we'll, we'll see I mean they've, they've got more stuff in the works they're working on new maps they've, they've already added a couple of new things and new weapons and stuff so I guess we'll see what new, uh, new things come to the game uh, before we jump to you Josh I wanted to circle back and ask you about Pyre because we were going to try to get you on the show last week and it just scheduling and all that stuff um, yeah, and your yeah. review for the game went live last week and you gave it a 9.5 am I correct? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah I gave it a 9.5 which is I think maybe the highest score I've given so far for the year uh, I think I don't think I've ever given anything else a 9.5 yeah no, no 10s for me Not this year so this far year. But uh, yeah, Pyre, Pyre is really cool. So for the uh, and I guess for those that don't know, Pyre is the third game from Supergiant Games, who previously did uh, Bastion and Transistor. And um, I think just in terms of the visuals and how it looks, it has that sort of feel of those games, where it's a very sort of like mystical, ethereal type game. Um, but it's got a really interesting. Uh, it's got really interesting gameplay and mechanics where it's actually, it's a sort of a team-based RPG, but it's also mixed with a sports game. Yeah. So it's kind of like if you made Rocket League or, you know, uh, I think people have been comparing to, what's the NBA Jam? I think people have been comparing it to that as like an RPG, pretty much. So it's a really <laughs> it's a that really weird, awesome. but really unique and cool mix. Yeah, last year when I was at PlayStation Experience, I that was actually the first game of the show I think I checked out. And uh, I immediately, I was there... Uh, I was with another website at the time, and uh, I was covering it with uh, one of my friends who was also writing for this website. The first thing I did after I played it, I ran to him. I was like, you have to come play this game. It is NBA Jam with R- mixed with RPG <laughs> elements. And he's like, how does that make any sense? Oh, but man. all right. It's yeah it's like it's one of those things that you wouldn't think would work when you hear it but when you play it it's very unique and very interesting and uh, it's like it's really i think i said that really out of anything i played this year it's it's the i haven't really played anything like this and i think the only other game that comes close to being as unique as it is like near automata like where they're just like really out there crazy gameplay styles mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, I, I re so I won't get too into it, but I replayed Transistor over the weekend because mm-hmm. I've really I, I want to play Pyre. Like I'm totally sold on Pyre. I'll yeah. probably buy it soon. But I felt bad that I had never beat Transistor, so I went back to that this weekend and knocked that off of my backlog that's 
because it's been in my backlog for three years now, I guess, or something like yeah. that. Um, that's interesting. That's like not a super long game either. Is Transistor usually? I think Transistor takes like five or six hours to play. It's not. I long. actually had the same thing happen with Bastion, where Bastion I played a good deal of it, and then I just kind of fell off and never really got back into it. But then I went back and played it. So I think those games sometimes have that, where they're just you play them for a bit and then you drop off or something. I don't yeah. know. I don't know why I fell off of it either, because it was within the first year of the PS4 being out. There really wasn't a whole lot else, and I was like totally yeah. excited to play the game as well like i think i bought it within its first week of releasing and i just never played it for some strange reason <laughs> but yeah i yeah. sat down this saturday and played through it in one go and that's a phenomenal game like i'm very mm-hmm. glad that i went back to that so now i'm going to jump into pirate at some point i'm really excited for that no yeah. idea when that will happen <laughs> just because of everything else that's coming out but yeah, yeah and pyre's pyre's actually a much longer game than either of those two pyre is about you know probably about 10 15 hours so it's a pretty decent decent sized game yeah that's what i've heard which you said that was in your review wasn't necessarily a negative but you felt like it was starting to drag a little bit if i'm right right a little bit yeah i think that um you know like the game definitely pulled me in because of the the story and the characters and the world it was setting up um and i don't want to i don't want to spoil too much so i'm not going to uh, go too much into detail but i think that the way that it treats how you interact with the characters and stuff is interesting there's mm-hmm. there's sort of an interesting morality system at play but it's not really it's not like a paragon or renegade type thing it's it's way more sort of subtle um but basically there are like choices you'll make that will have impacts on how characters their stories play out and things like that um but yeah i do think it gets a little repetitive i think later on towards the game and uh one of the other things i sort of noted in the review too is just that uh the difficulty tends to not be very even like uh mm-hmm. in the first there's usually so there uh sort of the main pull of the game is you compete in these rights which is the sort of like the quote-unquote basketball games of the the game yeah. uh which are pretty much the matches that you go against these other uh competing tribes that you're sort of traveling through this land and it's more or less fantasy basketball is pretty much what it's like um and there are around, I think, like 30 matches or something like that over, or 30 rights in the in the mm-hmm. course of the whole game. And uh, I think for a good deal of the ones in the beginning, maybe the first five, six, seven matches were like very easy and very like you know you could just breeze the right through because you're you're still kind of learning the basics of the game and how it plays. But then sometimes you just like hit a wall and you just hit like a really tough difficulty spike because usually usually there's like a specific type of character that you encounter an ability that you may not have uh, the uh, right abilities or the right counter to that ability yet so i think that there's just sort of things like that that get in your way balancing problems and stuff yeah like like just some some slight balancing issues but other than that i think i i really enjoyed it other than just those um just those couple things that's good to hear um i'm really excited to jump into it whenever that is um josh (laughs) you reviewed a couple other things this past week but you've also i'm sure probably been playing a couple other things besides that what have you been into recently Yes, well, I have to say this is a tough week or two weeks because Sundered, Azario gave that a 9.5, and now you give Pyre a 9.5. So it's going to be tough to say, hey, where do I start with? Um, There's too many good games this year. Um, (laughs) But first of all, yeah, I'll say I can't live up to what Ryan's been playing as far as what he's been reviewing. (laughs) Um, (laughs) But I will say that uh, Splatoon 2 is great. Um, Mm -hmm especially with playing with your kids like Eli he's 9 years old and i really wish the game had a split split screen mode like um plants yeah. versus zombies garden warfare or something like that um i mean it's fine that we can pass the controller back and forth between rounds but 
um, I feel like I get more worth out of it if there was something like that, which they could patch in at some point. So, who knows? I don't know. Did the first Splatoon have any, like, split screen or anything like that? I don't think it did, right? It was mostly I, just online. I never played Splatoon 1, but... Um, I think it... I don't think they had split screen in the original one, which was... That was also something, too, I thought was, like... Especially because the Switch has been such a... So good, I think, at offering those type of local multiplayer experiences, mm-hmm. like with Mario Kart and ARMS and things like that. Um, you know, so I, I I wish, too, that they had, like, more split screen stuff, because it is kind of a bummer when, like, you have friends over and you can't... You can only play it by casting the uh, controller around oh yeah it'd be awesome four player man i'd go back to that <laughs> yeah i won't i won't push my luck yeah. but um a game that i recently re- reviewed for dual shockers was leap of fate and you no one's probably heard of this game it's very obscure but i actually really really enjoyed it it's um a roguelike isometric view and what you do is you well you make it through waves of enemies it's like a it starts out it's like a how do I explain it? It's like a card game where you make your way down this pyramid of cards. As you go down, you select which one you want to go to. And there's battle rooms and there's reward rooms and challenges and things like that. And it's pretty cool because at once you get to the end and you die or actually go through a round and win, you get to keep everything, which is nice, which some roguelikes don't have you do that. Like um, that one um, Gungeon enter the gungeon um which i enjoyed playing but you didn't really get to choose and select which pickups you got to get to keep once Mm -hmm. you die so yeah um i really enjoyed it i gave it a 7.5 and you know it's pretty cheap so it's worth checking out if you like roguelikes um and then another one i'm playing right now is circuit breakers which i should have a review up in the next few days for it's pretty much uh smash tv um, <laughs> Next Machina is pretty much Smash TV as well, so we got some Smash yeah. TV games back this year. Yeah, they're, they're bringing back the shoot 'em ups, and um, it's pretty bare bones. Um, nothing special, but if you have that itch for four player, um, top down retro style games, then it's definitely worth a look. So, and I'm still been playing Demon Souls from the last time I was on the show. I'm still <laughs> doing oh, my. Damn yearly run through of the souls games and (laughs) yeah it's a lot of fun (laughs) if i'm not killing myself over dying so many times (laughs) (laughs) you get through a lot of games josh for the having a wife and kids like you get through more games i think than even i do like i said i'm i'm in that same boat where i buy something and i don't even play it like pyre or sunder i have those but i just haven't played them yet (laughs) you know so you sort of have to prioritize what you want to play, but like I said, I was in the mood to pl- go back to Demon Souls, so I just I'm going with it, you know. Yeah. So you're in the mood to hate yourself. That's what you're in the mood yeah. for. <laughs> <laughs> for pain and torture, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, as for myself, I'm still playing near, which I've mentioned before. Uh, I got through Indian A. We will go from there. I'm taking a break from it because I wanted to play a couple other indie games in the meantime. Isn't ending A the one where you die, like, the first time you die, and then you get brought back to the beginning of the game? I thought that's that one. That didn't happen to me. <laughs> oh, really? Interesting. Okay. So, I think I, I've heard that that happens at some point. Spoiler alert. Sorry, people. I think all of our readers have played Nier Automata when we did our game of the year. I'm still... that That's one of the ones that I have to get back to, I think, uh, hopefully, in the next week or so, because I really want to go and finish that game. I just haven't had time to really get to it, but I, I will hopefully soon. 
I need to play that too. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm playing that. Uh, like I said, taking a break though, because I want to hit on a couple other things. I purchased over the weekend. There was a sale, so I bought What Remains of Edith Finch, which I haven't played yet, mm. but you pra- oh, yes. you praised last time, Josh. So I'm looking forward to jumping into that. I also purchased Snake Pass and Cosmic Star Heroine. No idea when I will play <laughs> either of those. Um, Snake Pass, I'll probably get to. Not sure about Cosmic Star Heroine. I may throw that on my Vita and try to get to it at some point. Um, but I I like the Cosmic Star Heroine developers, and oftentimes I'll just purchase games to support developers and not even touch them because I'm weird like that. Um, I, I like I shouldn't have bought that game because I know it's probably going to come to the Switch. <laughs> probably. And then I'll just play it there. That's like Stardew Valley. I bought it for the PS4. I haven't even touched it yet. And I know. It'll come I, out uh, for the Switch. <laughs> last, last week I bought oh, both I... of the uh, the Humble Bundles that they're doing right now. They have the Telltale one, which I think ends today, and then they have the uh, Saints Row one that they also had. And I never played the Saints Row games, so I figured that was a perfect opportunity. But now I'm like, great, I have these, but now I need to play them which probably won't be for a while but yeah i mean i got all of them for like i got all of them for like 15 bucks so i'll take it you weren't missing too much with saints row (laughs) that's all i'll say for that one not too bad (laughs) i mean they were pretty good five or six years ago i guess when they were a thing but i don't know what's (laughs) up with that series we probably won't see it again um so near I bought all those games. I played Transistor, which I mentioned. Oh, the, I guess the only other game I played was uh, The Unfinished Swan. Another short oh, little yeah. game that I never mm-hmm. played. Is that the first time you played it? Oh, yeah. yeah. That was something I never wow. got around to playing. But um, just th- cool. this weekend, as soon as I purchased uh, What Remains of Eat the Finch, I was like, you know, never played The Unfinished Swan. <laughs> so I downloaded that as well. Um, and I came home that night, and I decided to jump into that first. I tried to play The Unfinished Swan one time, but I hated the first chapter where everything is white, mm. and you have to just That's so spray much fun. paint everywhere. I hate <laughs> that that grew, that wore on me so quickly. Like, within five minutes, like, I was like, like, I'm tired of it's this. It's like the artsy Splatoon. It's just, you know. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I, I, thought exactly. it was, I thought it was cool at first, but I got really tired of it. So once I got past that, and once I started the narrative of the whole king and his kingdom or whatever started picking up a little bit more. I was like, okay, this is a cute game. I, I'm enjoying this. So I, I, I like it. Edith Finch once I is got a through. lot better. Just I, so you have something to look forward to. <laughs> I didn't even hate the unfinished swan once it was all said and done. I just thought that yeah, it's a was good the game. weakest part of it. It um, is. Yeah. It's just, it's been so long since I played the unfinished swan, but uh, yeah, Edith Finch is, is very good. I got to review it and uh, it was interesting talking to, uh, I interviewed uh, Ian Dallas from uh, giant sparrow earlier this year. And it was really interesting just to hear the, the ideas behind the game, which were like, not what you would expect. Like just kind of the, their inspirations for where that game came from were really interesting. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. I, uh, I'm really excited to play it. That's actually probably the next one I will play. Um, I wanna... It's all—it's also probably the most enjoyable game about death I feel like I could ever play more than <laughs> more than most games. So <laughs> one of my friends played it over the weekend. And he said there was a part, and I don't know what what part specifically he said, but there was one portion of it that really like choked him up. And he's like, I don't know there's, why. It's but... yeah. There's it's it gets yeah it gets to some really deep places in a uh, light-hearted way in a sense yeah it's some of them some of them are pretty pretty depressing and yeah <laughs> and dark but uh, there's a lot of yeah there's there's a lot of moments in that game that are really like memorable and Special. uh yeah yeah that's that's good i'm excited to play it once i i mean those games that are like a couple hours long i really like to play them in one go yeah. i don't like yeah, to break edith, those play sessions up and edith, edith finch is definitely a good like you know single sitting because you could finish it like two and a half three hours at most so it's pretty easy to get through yeah i'm gonna try to do that 
God, I can do it tonight at this point, but maybe tomorrow night when I get <laughs> home from work or something like that, I'll try to knock it out as quick as I can. Um, besides that, I mean, I guess looking ahead a little bit real quick, um, what are you guys looking forward to playing this next month? Because I know there's a lot of stuff out, and we touched on this uh, in one of our last episodes, I think, but uh, between games you might be reviewing or uh, games you're just looking forward to playing, what are you guys going to pick up over the next few weeks? You can go first, Josh. It's like... What what were we just talking about? What Shadow it... Tactics. Yeah, Shadow Tactics is one of them. Yeah, that's that what... comes out tomorrow. Looks amazing. Like it's already been out for PC, but it's one I've had my on since it was on PC, and now it's just coming out for consoles or maybe just PS4 tomorrow. So that's one that. Um, like I said, I have so much more to play, so I'll probably hold off on it. I'll I'll be a good boy, but um, <laughs> it's one that I'll definitely get to down the road because it looks it looks amazing. And then um, Sonic Mania comes out some point this month, which I was 15th. a Sega guy growing up, so yeah, it has some nostalgic moments for me, and I'm really hoping it quenches that long lost love of Sonic that I've had. So. That's definitely yep. what I'm looking yeah. forward to. I, uh, I think for me, for this month, uh, the main ones I'll be looking forward to are uh, Tacoma, which comes out on uh, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've been looking forward to that for a long time. I really liked uh, Gone Home, and obviously this is uh, Fulbright, the developer, their next game uh, that looks really interesting. It's been in development for, for some time, yeah. I think like three years. I mean, pretty so, much uh, since Gone Home ended. Yeah, since Gone Home on. came out. Yeah, so definitely Tacoma, um, Hellblade, Senua's Sacrifice. I'm also uh, yeah. really looking forward. That's another one that's been kicking around for a while, and I'm interested to see uh, see how that turns out. Uh, this is kind of a nostalgic one, but Night Trap, the 25th anniversary oh, release gosh. that's coming out, just because I remember <laughs> playing Night Trap when I was like way younger, and it was is just anybody a goofy, on the site weird reviewing game. that? Do you happen to know? Uh, I know I have no idea yet, um, but yeah, <laughs> that'll be the definitely lucky one. <laughs> that'll be that'll be definitely one I'm I'm looking forward to playing. Uh, other than that, I think that's it. Just because I'm going on vacation later this month, so I don't want to really get in- involved into too much right now, and then have to go away. So I'm gonna probably just play one or two games and then take a break for a bit. Yeah, that was kind of my problem too. I'm having a mini vacation of sorts like next week, so that's the I'll power be of the switch. Bit. Yeah, that's true. I I don't know. I I'm I'm debating whether to take my switch or not. I might just leave it home, but uh, but we'll see. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, for me, the obvious one, Mario and Rabbids. Come on, gotta gotta get excited for that. <laughs> I know it's true. It's just I'm going because I'm going across the country, and uh, you know the switch only three hour battery life. It's not going to last that long, yeah. so <laughs> it might die mid flight. But I'm excited for that one. Obviously, I yeah. have not shut up about it forever. It's. I'm excited for it because I played um, I played a little bit at a Nintendo event last month and it That's was right, uh, I was I was I was really uh, I was liking it a lot you know I'm, it's uh, you know like most people have kind of boiled it down to Mario XCOM pretty much is like but it's it's actually it's pretty fun it's a cool little game so and uh, it's arriving at a good time t- uh, too before the before the fall so yeah so that and then like you said Josh I'm excited for Sonic Mania and then I mean I'm slated to review Lawbreakers which comes out next week as well and I. I'm really looking forward to just spending some hours with that game because I tested yeah. it out at um, E3, but competitive shooters are really something you need to kind of sink your teeth into for a couple hours and mm-hmm. play 
a bunch of matches consecutively to get into a groove, learn how to, the, especially class-based shooters where you're constantly switching up who you're playing as and stuff like that. Learn how everybody works, learn how the game plays. And there's a lot of unique things in that game that I'm also looking forward to uh, seeing how that all kind of works within itself. So I'm looking forward to spending some time with that one. Did you guys play the preview for that game? I did not. By chance? Uh, no, I played it, I think, last year or two years ago. Like, I, I definitely played it a couple times, um, so I'm, I'm familiar with it. But, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to just see how it's coming. I mean, it's it's coming out soon, but is it, uh, it'll be interesting. Is it oh, similar to Lobber? I mean, um, sim- similar to Overwatch in, like, just gameplay alone? Or is it, it just uh, the art? The it aesthetic? has a little bit of that. I think the the better comparison would be something to like unreal tournament or uh, quake or something like that. It's a little bit more fast paced okay. and kind of twitchy. Um, but it does, it, it's, it has a little bit of an overwatch flavor okay. to it. Um, but I'd probably say you're, you're looking more at like a doom or a, uh, a quake or an unreal type game. Okay. Cause I'm, I'm, I love overwatch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was my game of the year last year. So, I mean, it's got the, it's got the class based system to it, which now everybody attributes to, Overwatch for some reason, even though that has been yep. a thing in shooters forever. It's perfected. <laughs> uh, yeah, there's a lot of different elements that Lawbreakers is borrowing from, but at the same time, it's kind of unique within its own right. Like the one thing I've constantly said about it is that like there's a sense of verticality in that game. Like there is a vertical combat within that game that I really haven't seen yeah. in any other shooter. So it's it's taking a little bit from everything else, but then it's also adding in a bunch of new elements that we haven't really seen before in a, in a competitive shooter. So I'm interested yeah. in trying it out. Like the gameplay felt really refined from the build I played at E3, and I'm sure the same was probably said for everybody who played the beta this weekend. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm looking forward to spending in some time with that one whenever that is, probably soon. Um, I guess so. This would be the part of the show where we go into news. But like I said, there's, there's no news. Uh, we <laughs> looked over um, before the show started to see if we could get anything together. There really is uh, – there's just nothing. Like the biggest it's, it's news – It's a pretty slow period. It's the yeah. summer. It's not – yeah, not a ton going on right now. The biggest news story is that the Switch has sold almost 5 million units within, uh, I think it's 4.7 or 4.8 worldwide within, uh, it's, I guess we're coming up on the four months. It's four months, four yeah. Months at this point. Nice. That's yeah. about the biggest story going right now. Uh, not a huge shock, mm-hmm. though. The Switch is selling well. Um, things have been flying off the store shelves since it released. Um, it's good to see a healthy Nintendo in the industry right now, though, because... I, I mean, I was talking to some friends the other day. It's really strange to me that I've been coming home lately and, like, legitimately pouring time, been legitimately pouring some time into a Nintendo console, which I have not done in yeah. years, like, outside of the handful of releases that would come out on Wii U or something like that. Like, it has been a good five years since a Nintendo, or even longer, like, they, I probably going back to gamecube or like i would have my three systems there and i would have to choose which one i wanted to play and what games i wanted to play on which specific console for the night or whatever like when i get home it is like okay i have my switch here and i can go lay down with that and play that and watch tv or i can do something else and like more often than not i've been choosing my switch lately which is like a huge surprise to me like i love the system but it has been taking up so much of my time which is 
really cool because I did not expect yeah. that to happen when we were hearing about Project NX or anything like that. So no, I definitely have been doing the same thing where like I'm pretty much playing it all the time on the subway now when I'm going between work and, and going home and stuff. And uh, yeah, I usually play uh, the last couple of weeks. I've been playing a lot of Splatoon like before bed, just you know, just playing that for for a bit. So uh, you know, there's definitely a lot of games I'm looking forward to like later on this year. Like I'm actually one of the games I'm most looking forward to on it uh, coming up is Stardew Valley when that comes out because that's going to be yeah. a perfect Switch game. That'll be great to just play like on the go uh whenever they release an animal crossing for it that's going to destroy my life because i'm going to just play that nonstop. yeah um so yeah I'm, I'm i'm i've definitely been enjoying my time with the system and it's uh it's worked my its way into my life a lot more than i thought it would and if i remember I've definitely go ahead, oh, i was just gonna go say ahead. i've definitely been out of the nintendo <laughs> ecosystem for longer than you guys the last one i bought i well actually received as a birthday gift was the n64 Mm. So I haven't, <laughs> I I got, the Wii doesn't count because I got that for free, like, years later. Um, so that this system reached out to me and wanted, and made me want to buy a Nintendo console speaks a lot to the success I think it's going to have. Like, pulling us, you know, relapsed Nintendo fans back in. And it's doing a wonderful job. I, I love all the indie, all the awesome indie stuff it's coming out with, and it's pretty much what the Wii U should have been mm-hmm. in my eyes. So, yeah, totally agree. It's uh, been a breath of fresh air. I think the the last thing I think that we'll mention uh, with this news story of sorts, I'm fairly positive that uh, three, I can't remember the exact number, over 3 million units of Mario Kart 8 Deluxe have been shipped, though, and the attach rate Dang. on that is nearly 3 uh, three. <laughs> Uh, 75%. So 75% of Switch owners own Mario That's Kart 8 awesome. Deluxe. And then I think the percentage for Breath of the Wild at this point is 83%. So 83% of it's Switch owners own pretty high, yeah. Breath of the Wild. And then, uh, yeah, I think ARMS and 1-2 uh, Switch also are both over a million. They're, yeah. they're around there, yeah. And the crazy thing about ARMS, too, was that so these numbers were all... These numbers, I think, ended on June 30th, which was the end of uh, Nintendo's one of Nintendo's quarters. Um, and right, arms yeah. shipped 1.18 million units worldwide, which I arms shipped a million copies, like or arms sold a million copies. Like, did yeah. not expect That's that amazing. to happen. <laughs> but I think that just speaks to the fact that people are excited about the Switch and they want software for the Switch. Like, I purchased Splatoon two. I would have never in a million years purchased Splatoon one on my Wii U, and mm-hmm. it's not because I thought Splatoon one was a bad game. It's just I didn't like the hardware. Like because I yeah. love the Switch hardware so much more, I am ten times more prone to purchase a game that would normally be way off my radar than in the past. And I think that's right. seen mostly easily. I, I think Arms is really the best showing of that because if you told me Arms yeah. was going to uh, sell 1.2 million units in 12 days, I would not have believed you. But it's <laughs> it's been really cool to see Nintendo kind of come back like this. As, yeah, yep. I think that I think they've had a good sort of strategy where they're basically like having month to month. They're having like one or two big releases that people can just kind of like hop to, you know, as they as they move on from one thing to the other. So it's been uh, I feel like there's been a more encouraging stream of games for the system already than what we saw with the Wii U, where the Wii U had very long droughts where, you know, Mario Kart would come out and then you'd wait six months and then Smash Brothers would come out or something like that. Mm-hmm. So I think there's there's uh you know, definitely been more out there, I think, for Switch owners so far. 
Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm a PlayStation guy <laughs> through and through. But to say that I would rather, if a game is coming to both consoles, that I'd rather play it on the Switch, that's saying something. Yeah, like, I I definitely have had the same thing where I'm like, should I get this on, you know, most of the time I'm playing stuff on PC now, but now I'm like, you know what, I might get this on the Switch because then I could just play it, you know, on the train or something yep. like that. Yeah. Yep. It's only missing trophies. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Or rewards. That's still I like my... I haven't cared about trophies or achievements in a long yeah. time, though, so it doesn't really matter. I'm, I'm still very much into it, and it is a disease <laughs> that I wish I could be cured of, but I don't see yep. the cure in sight. Um, yeah, Switch is doing well. It's cool. Good to see. I'm excited for the rest of their slate of games this year. Like we said, Mario and Rabbids is this month. Next month, do they have a big release? Uh, Pokken Tournament is next month, and then Mario mm-hmm. Odyssey is... Yeah, uh, uh, that's October. supposed to be October. I don't know if they have anything in September. November? They have a... Well, um, November was slated for Xenoblade Chronicles was 2. It? I, was think that's it? Like, I think that's like November or December around yeah, then. Still just I think it's still just said late it, It'll probably get delayed, but yeah. Everybody now, thinks it's getting delayed, but they have doubled down time and time again that it is not. So, <laughs> I, Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> we'll, have to, we'll have to wait and see on that one. Uh, I guess that's really the only notable thing I, I thought that was worth diving into news-wise this week. Well, uh, there is the awesome... At China Joy Festival in Shanghai. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> Just because I love the Souls series, there is a new Dark Souls light coming out, or supposedly in 2018, called Sinner, Sacrifice for Redemption. And you can watch it and you see the news article on Dual Shockers, and they have an announcement trailer, and it looks just like Dark Souls. <laughs> like everything you see. And I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, but yeah, I... I I know they're not planning on making any more Dark Souls games, but I'm fine with a Dark Souls-like game coming out every year because this year was Neo, and then if this game comes out next year, I'll still get my fill. So, yeah, that's awesome. Josh has got to talk about Dark Souls and uh, and uh, Souls mention- and any Soulsborne games when he comes on Dark the Dark Souls in every episode that I'm on. We'll make sure that you always get it in. Yeah, that game looks cool. I checked out that article before we started the show and the game looks cool it does look very much like dark souls but uh <laughs> we talked last time but i'm still curious to see how long that rip off dark souls fad goes on for but that's another discussion yeah. um so after news typically most weeks we are going to run over questions from the community this week we did not get any questions from the community unfortunately <laughs> um if this, if we don't get any questions, we'll come up with our own topics more often than, than not. Um, but we really, I've stressed it in the past, but we would really like this portion of the show to be uh, questions and topics from the listeners out there. So anybody who's listening to this, uh, we would love and appreciate your. Uh, I don't, I don't want to say tw- don't tweet the questions at us because that'll get lost in our feed. Um, the yep. best way is really to join our Discord, and uh, you, we have a Shotcast tab there within the Discord where you can tweet any questions or topics at us. Um, if you are listening to the show and you're in the Discord, if you have any questions throughout the week or any just any random musings about video games that are going through your head, feel free to drop them in the uh, Discord, uh, the Shotcast Discord tab, and we will be sure to bring it up on the show. But this week we really didn't have anything um, from the audience, and but we were like to get more of that moving forward um so yeah we still want that to be one of the pillars of this show and we'll try to drum up some more response 
from you guys in the future. If And if not, like I said, we'll come up with our own interesting topics that we think you guys would enjoy hearing us talk about. Um, I think that's going to be pretty close to it. Oh, let's do new releases for the week. It's going to be a shorter episode this week, so we're going to get out of here rather quick, but we wanted to make sure we could get an episode in this week. Um, releases for the week. Ryan, do you still have that list pulled up by chance? Uh, I can pull it up really quick. Just give me. So we're going there's to. Not, make... There's not much. There's. <laughs> as busy as August is, this is the least busy week of the month. Um, yeah. Um, where are you? Okay, I got it. Um, yeah, I think for this week, pretty much the two big releases. Uh, we have Patapon Remastered, which is coming out for PS4 tomorrow. Uh, and then on August 2nd, uh, which will be Wednesday, is Tacoma, which is coming out on Xbox One, PC, Mac, and Linux. And I think that's pretty much it. Otherwise, next week's going to be the, a, a bit busier. Shadow Tactics comes out tomorrow, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. If anybody's interested. <laughs> it's I'm, just going off great the, reviews, I'm just going off the Wikipedia list, and they only list those <laughs> two for this week. So Yeah, those are the only ones of consequence, anyway. Yeah. That's uh yeah that's about it. I so what would be our pick of the week then? Tacoma, I guess that would be the I'd one I Tacoma. would choose. I mean, Patapon's a remaster. Yeah. I know Josh is gonna vouch for Shadow, <laughs> Shadow Tactics, right? I'd be interested to play Patapon though because I never played it on uh, when it first came out. So I, I Greg like Miller's favorite game. I know. Yeah, he's big time <laughs> into that. So yeah, I'd have to. I'd be interested in checking it out. It's only like. 15 bucks i think probably I'm right think, yeah. as well like wow. and if you pre-order it no one's going to hear this and have the opportunity to pre-order it. i think if you pre-order it now it was like 12 with ps plus or something like that yeah so it was pretty cheap um yeah i'd be interested to try that out too it seems like a fun little game probably then you're just gonna get stuck that you're gonna get that, that patapon head st- uh, song stuck in your head that's just the pon pon tatapon one like the yeah i watched some gameplay of it the other day and i was like help me i don't i, don't, I know I don't, I, this is why i don't want to play this game yeah it seems cute but that would uh i would have to remove that song from my brain with i don't know i'd have to punch myself in the face a lot to get that out of my head um i'd say tacoma is my pick of the week i agree with you ryan i've been looking forward to that yeah. since gone home uh fulbright is a good storytelling studio i'm curious to see what story they tell on a space station this time around rather than in a creepy house with girls um so we'll see how that we'll (laughs) we'll see how that goes um i'm curious to see what they do um but yeah things are going to pick up next week we'll have a lot more choices to choose from next week so prepare for that right now um besides that i think we're about done for the week again very short episode we we will normally go much longer or not much longer but we'll normally try to get a, a little bit closer to an hour um but yeah, just not a whole lot going on this week, and uh, with the lack of topics and questions as well, there just wasn't too much to go over. Um, so I guess with that, remember that you can listen to the podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. Uh, we post it every week on uh, the website, of course, DualShockers.com. So if you don't see it there, just subscribe to us on iTunes, and it'll pop up in your feed once it is there and ready for you to listen to. Uh, do we still put it on YouTube, Brian? I can't remember. It should be. If we are, I can't. Uh, I can't yeah, we do we have a YouTube? <laughs> yeah, we do. Yeah, okay. I'm just the recorder of this podcast. I have not been the uploader of it in the past. That might we'll just we'll just yell at Azario. It's fine. We'll just it's yell fine. at him to put it on YouTube. It should be on YouTube as well. So subscribe to us over on YouTube, and you can 
find it there as well, even though it's just going to be the same audio, no fancy video work going to be happening over there, but you can still listen to it there. Um, you can also remember to also follow us on Twitter at dual shockers. And then if you want to follow us as well, you can follow myself. I'm at more man 12, Josh, you're at minus the brand, right? Yes. B R A N T. And then Ryan, what are you at? Uh, at Ryan lights just my name. Okay. It's pretty easy. So make sure to follow us all there on Twitter. Make sure to come back and visit the site often. We've got tons of news reviews, all that other good stuff. We've actually got a couple. Yeah, there's a lot coming out this month. We're going to have a lot of reviews. So stick yep. around mm-hmm. if you are on the fence about any of these big indie games. It's mainly indie yeah, games, the, it seems the, like, that are coming the game, out this month. The Gamepocalypse is, is going to be on us pretty soon. So there's there's a lot of stuff coming. August is busy. There's a lot. Yeah, August is busy, and that leads yep. directly into NAC 2, which is going to be the biggest release of the year. So you better all... <laughs> game of the year, <laughs> NAC 2. <laughs> yes. I really... I really... I'm so excited for Knack 2, and I don't know why. I've got a problem. Uh, Actually, I don't know if you guys have seen Splatoon 2, the amount of uh, Knack 2-related yeah. posts that people make. It's really funny. Yeah. It's, it always cracks me up. Yeah, it's really... Mark I, Cerny I it's... is a demigod among us. <laughs> I still think... Uh, I'll, I'll leave... Communities I never would have thought crossed over the Splatoon and Nat communities, but somehow there's a there's a crossover there. Is like <laughs> I'll leave everyone this week with a quick tangent. So I when I was at PSX last year, I was standing behind Mark Cerny in line at Starbucks, and I really, really wanted to ask him about Nat too, but knowing <laughs> oh. how that game has pretty much become a living meme, and even when it was announced, it was like. There were memes left and right, and everybody was like ironically freaking out about Knack. I wanted to ask him about the game, but I was so scared that he was going to think I was being facetious, and I was like making fun of him to his face about it. And I ended up like just asking him a question, like, "Hey, I'm like, ex- I'm excited for uh, Knack too." Uh, and he, I mean, he was he was Mark Cerny. I mean, he's very. <laughs> He's very straight with most Down people. To Earth, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I, I don't know. I, I was just very nervous to bring up Knack Two to the guy because I didn't want him to think I was like ironically pulling his trolling him. And, yeah, like... <laughs> I, I didn't want him to think I was being a jerk or anything like that. Um, so I don't know. That was that was weird. I, I felt awkward there. But Mark Stern is a nice dude. He's, he's, he'd be good for <laughs> nice ASMR. Gentleman. He should get into that. I think the PlayStation conference last year they had where they revealed the Pro Prove that. Anyway. Enough side tangents about Mark Cerny and ASMR. We're going to get out of here. Thanks so much for listening to the Dual Shocker Shotcast. We will be back next week, or at least some of us probably will. Osario will be back next week, and he'll probably be running things around here. Uh, but until then, we hope you have a fantastic week, and we will see you around. Bye. Bye. Hashtag Team Ketchup. <laughs>